Welcome to the Please Go Away podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Climac, and I'm here to help you plan your travel future today. Today's guest is an industry veteran. I'm excited to have him on because he's someone who has just as much energy as I do. He also has more countries under the belt than I do, which is interesting. With 53, he started his career because he has a family with travel in his blood, and he is Aaron Sapra from Me to We. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, Aaron, the reason that I wanted you on is you have such an interesting travel program. And I think you call them social enterprises that you offer out. But what I love is this philanthropic aspect of what you do. Talk to us a little bit about Me to We and what it's all about. Yeah, well, again, thank you for the opportunity um, to speak to your audience today. So, MeToWe is very unique in the sense that we are, we weren't founded as the travel company. Our organization was actually founded by a 12-year-old boy uh, nearly 25 years ago. It's our 25th anniversary this year, and Craig Kielberger is his name, and his mission at the young age of 12 was to eliminate child poverty and child slavery from the face of the earth. So, Craig set out as a very young boy on his mission to do this. And now our organization is, is grown up um, and we needed a way to help support the charity so we weren't in constant competition with every other charity out there. So Craig and his brother Mark around 2002 founded a social enterprise called me to we And really the sole purpose of our existence at me to we is to provide operational and financial and administrative support to the charity so they can focus on what they do. And on the me to we side, we work with local communities in some of the countries that our charity does international development work. And in some cases, we own and operate uh, boutique lodges and use that as a way to introduce guests to the local communities that we work with. And we also work with uh, local agricultural people and farmers of cacao and coffee and the incredible mamas of Kenya who have beading work that's been passed down for generations. And we then retail those products through a variety of partners around North America as a way to generate income and send that back to the community. So it's a really a closed loop way of both engaging our audiences here in North America and connecting them directly with those people who are most in need uh, in rural areas of developing countries. Wow, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> now I know, Erin, you guys have a few different avenues in which you engage travelers and customers. I want to focus on two that are of personal interest to me. I know you have youth programs, and these are trips that are for children, what, ages 13 to 20-something? Yeah, exactly. So broken into groups of about 13 to 17, and then from 18 to about 22, 23. So uh, high school and then kind of post-secondary. Ah, and so the, the kids actually travel without their parents? They go on these trips? How does it all work? Yeah, it's pretty incredible, actually. I've been with the organization now for three years, and I'm still amazed by when I get a chance to meet these incredible young people who want to do good in the world and and both improve themselves and the world around them. So in 1999, Mark and Craig had been working with thousands of youth who were fundraising and doing great work to help these communities overseas break the cycle of poverty. And these kids really wanted to be up close to the work they were doing and see the impact they were doing. So Mark and Craig founded a tour operator and started bringing youth overseas, primarily to Kenya in the beginning 
beginning um, so that they could see firsthand the work that they were doing, but then contribute and roll up their sleeves and give a real helping hand to building a brand new school or building a, a medical facility or a new clean source of water. And that now, you know, 20 years later has grown into an incredibly sophisticated program. So we operate our youth programs in four countries now around the world, in Africa, in Kenya, and Tanzania, in Asia, in India, and also in Ecuador, in South America. And these are really theme trips. So for 13 to 18 year olds, it may be about um, young people who are really interested in women's empowerment and understanding how we're working with women and empowering them to be the financial heads of their households and their communities. In other cases, at the post-secondary level, it may be students who are involved in a pre-med program and want to understand how we're working with local medical communities and bringing healthcare and why healthcare is so important and treated so differently in different parts of the world. And other kids are really interested in education. um, So they want to see the importance of education and how students in Kenya feel differently about, you know, kids in North America. And others just want to give a helping hand. They may come from a privileged background and they want to see the other side of the world, but they want to do something positive while they're having a a cultural experience somewhere else. So we've been doing this for 20 years now. Um, All of our travel experiences are based on, you know, safety as as a number one priority when we're taking away, you know, a dozen or two dozen uh, youth at a time. And uh, now it's one of the most popular aspects of our organization is our youth travel division. Wow. And I know for myself, you know, we want to turn our children into these amazing global citizens, Mm -hmm. especially before they go off to university and Mm -hmm. let them have these experiences. Now, I know you talk about safety being the core and Mm -hmm. your first concern always. How does it work with the flights? How does it work with the, you know, are they with someone as soon as they leave that departure city? And who's there supervising? Yeah, great questions. So um, we really want to run it in one of two ways. Um, We have departures that are included with flights and our departures run just like a a regular tour operator would with standard group sizes and set departure dates. And we run um, departures out of both Toronto and Vancouver for people on the East Coast and West Coast of um, North America. And they travel with the group. So they're chaperoned from the moment they're at the airport in the departure lounge, all the way to their trip in country and then all the way back home um, until their parents or their guardians are there to meet them at the airport. For some parents who like to use points or maybe want their kids to fly a different way or maybe want to fly with them some portion of it and they're going to go off on their own vacation, then we arrange to meet their their child in destination at the airport in the arrivals hall. So at no point is any youth that travels with me to we ever by themselves, except for maybe small parts of in-flight, the in-flight experience. But other than that, they're chaperoned the entire way and generally traveling with uh, the same group that they're going to be with for the next 12 to 15 days on the trip. Wow. It sounds fantastic. Actually, I'm kind of jealous. Um, But I know a lot of times when we're putting our wanderlust programs together, you know, a lot of parents want to plan out these journeys to make sure that their kids do get these kinds of experiences. And so I love, you know, for 16th birthdays or for a graduation present, you know, we dream of these amazing journeys and with you, we can put them together. And I love that. Yeah, so, absolutely. The, the re, like I said, the reasons that are um, that people choose to join the trips are as varied as the kids that are on the trips themselves. You hit a lot of them bar mitzvahs and, and 16th birthday parties and graduations is where we see it. And in other cases, it's not even for a special occasions. The kids go out and they fundraise themselves and they and they find the money to bring it together. But we also have a fundraising team here. So if a, if a child ever needs some assistance with kind of putting the money together, our team is here for them. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, I know another aspect of your journeys is family journeys where an entire family can go on one of these trips. Talk to me about that and what those trips look like. 
Yeah, so um, I mentioned that we started our youth trips in 1999, and uh, as parents began seeing that their kids were having this great experience, they really started to come to our organization and say, well, we want to see them as well. You know, Joni came back, or Michael came back, and, and you know, he hasn't stopped talking, but it's, we want to go and do this as a family. So uh, we began to really improve our lodges so that they were more aligned with a more luxurious or discerning type of clientele, and that they were suitable for families with kids of, of mostly all ages and all the way up to, you know, people in their 80s and 90s. So we established lodges in Kenya, in India, and Ecuador at the four and a half star level that are incredibly beautifully outfitted. And and we've designed them with accommodations that are suitable for double occupancy or our luxury cottages can house families as, as large as 9, 10, 11, and 12 people all under the same roof. The real major difference between our family trips and our youth trips is um, the amount of work that's done on the ground and the leadership training that goes along with our youth trips. So our family trips really comprise three components to an itinerary. So the first of which is what we call an opportunity to contribute. And that's where people get the chance to roll up their sleeves and they get their hands dirty and as a family unit work up a bit of the sweat and really contribute to improving the lives of the communities that we work alongside every day. Now, we don't need the help of our, of our travelers. Our work will continue all year round, um, whether or not we have travelers visiting us or not. We use that, though, as a, as a way to break down that often that sense of inequality between a traveler and a local community member. And I'm sure some of your audience members may have experienced that themselves, where there's a bit of awkwardness when they meet some local community members. So yeah. most of our travelers are not civil engineers. They're not construction managers. We don't expect them to be professionals at, at doing construction work or building work. So this gives an opportunity for the community members to really wrap their arms and with a smile and a laugh on their face say, you know, Amanda, that's not exactly how you bend rebar. Let me help you out. And once we've broken down those walls of inequality and there's laughter and there's smiles shared, now the community members feel really um, welcoming and they feel comfortable opening up their homes and their villages and their lives and telling their life story and what they, where they came from and why this is so important. And that really opens up the second aspect of the trip, which is community and cultural immersion in a really, really authentic and really organic way. And we can dive into that probably a little bit later. And then we also mix in some adventure and some fun discovery along the way. So in India, people have a chance to have their own saris made. And while they're learning Bollywood dancing and cooking classes and Hindi lessons in Kenya, they receive really authentic, Maasai warrior training from Maasai warriors who give the same training they receive as young boys. In Ecuador, they have a chance to make their own chocolate as a family and learn where cacao comes from and how it turns into a chocolate bar in the end and then venture deeper into the Amazon rainforest and have their hand at um, weaponry training and understand how they've caught food in the Amazon for hundreds and thousands of years. So we mix these three components together and we can customize this so it exactly meets the, the needs and desires of a family. But they get to experience this as a family unit. And what it often means is that they get to unplug from the outside world for a little bit, connect with some local community members, and almost more importantly, reconnect with each other as a family unit. Wow, Erin, it sounds amazing. I know for me, I've some of my best travel experiences have always been when I do meet people, local people, when, you know, I'm in Africa and somebody's touching my hair because they've never felt straight hair before, or, you know, we have these amazing, I remember, you know, when I first went to Kenya, having a conversation around a campfire with Maasai warriors and talking about, I was a single mom at the time, but talking about how dating works in the United States and comparing stories and just understanding each other on a deeper level. 
Yeah, I mean, we introduce, a lot of times people think that they're going there to learn from the community members, and that's certainly a very important aspect is to learn about their cultures. But what people don't often realize until they get there and experience it themselves is how much the community members want to learn from them. They've never seen our side of the world. Maybe they've seen it on TV and they have some preconceived notions about what the United States or Canada or the UK is all about. Um, And this is an opportunity for them to ask questions and really kind of get under the skin of of our travelers. And that's really where, in all honesty, some of the tears start to flow and some of the, the awakening of travel really, really comes alive on our trips. That's fantastic. So how long are the trips that you offer? I know you have very specific destinations that you work with. Mm -hmm. And um, what are the average lengths of the trips that people could expect? Yeah, so we started off really having only one style of trip, which was eight nights and nine days in our destination. So we start people off in the major city. We're there to greet them either in Nairobi or in New Delhi or in Quito in Ecuador. Uh, And then we give them a chance to kind of acclimate to the local city, especially in Quito, which is 9,000 feet above sea level. Yeah. Uh, And then generally by air, we'll take them into the more remote rural area. In India, we're located in the Arabelli Mountain Range in northwest India. We're in the Masai Mara in Kenya, and we're deep in the Amazon rainforest in Ecuador. Ecuador. So it takes a little bit of time to get to our areas. And we really want people to understand these community members when they're there and get the full experience. So our minimum stays start at three nights and four days at our lodge property. And that goes all the way up to our full program of eight nights and nine days. So some families choose to come with us for the full eight nights and nine days. And this is um, maybe the entirety of their journey overseas. And others choose, you know, we're on a three-week sojourn or venture, you know, in this part of the world and they'll combine it with other aspects. Some people aren't as fortunate to have that much time and they're taking the eight or nine days that they can get. And they'll spend three or four days with us to really meet the communities and really meet the people. So when they leave, they can say, yeah, I have a fundamental understanding of what it's like to be a mom in Kenya. And then they'll couple that with more traditional travel experiences like like an African safari, like a visit to the Galapagos Islands or a tour of the Golden Triangle in Northern India to see the Taj and But three nights and four days is where it starts and goes all the way up to eight nights and nine days. And we can customize that length of experience in between those ranges. That's fantastic. Well, Erin, is there anything else we need to know that would help our travelers and help our audience understand what you're all about any better? Uh, yeah, I think just the last point I would say is a lot of times when people first hear about Me to We, they think that this is a work trip or it's solely a way to go and give back. And I think that people maybe, um, we encourage people to take a more holistic view of it, to take a look at what we're doing. And that this is an opportunity for you to connect with your family, to put the phones down, to put our tablets down, and to really engage with people and to engage with like-minded people because the families and the other people that you're going to meet at our lodges tend to be coming there for the same motivational reasons. They want to give their kids a different view of the world. They want to connect with each other. I've had the fortunate of being on five of our trips. I'm headed off to my sixth the next week. And one of the, the biggest things I always take away is the new friendships that I've seen formed between people who didn't know each other until they arrived at our lodge. And then in closing, the last thing I would say is that if anyone is interested in, in hearing more about me to we, please connect with your Largay travel advisor. You know, the reason that we have selected to work with Virtuoso exclusively and why our, our experiences are only available through uh, Virtuoso advisors like the team at Largay is because they're experts in travel, not just learning about me to we because we have these kinds of conversations, but they're experts in finding organizations like ours that people would not otherwise find. So um, the value of a travel professional has never been higher than it is at this exact moment. So I strongly encourage people to contact their Largay advisor and find out more about me to we and the host of experiences that um, the team at Largay has to offer them. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time to join us and share what you know. And I'm going to get busy because I think I can get above 53 by the end of this year. I'm hoping. (laughs) (laughs) I only have a year for travel. Exactly. Thanks again. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for tuning in to the Please Go Away podcast. If you would like more information on today's episode, and if you'd like to begin your travel plan today, visit us online at pleasegoaway.com or email us at info at pleasegoaway.com.